Hi everyone, welcome back again to our little green pasture. I just love it here. I've been doing a lot of videos lately, but praise the Lord, the river is flowing and the wind is blowing. I want to go with it, don't you? So today, before I get started, I want to reach out to someone named Glenn who wrote me an email and it wound up in my spam and I glanced over it and I was like, this does not belong in spam. I don't know how it got here. And so when I clicked on the little button that said not spam, it vanished. So Glenn, if you're listening to this, please resend it because from what I saw and that email that you definitely took your time to write, please resend it. Okay. I sure would appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, so, you know, all day yesterday, I want to say this before I get, before I start praying. I don't like everything always being so categorical. Sometimes I just like the freshness of a waft of perfumed wind coming in on its own. And I just want to go with that wind today. And I, I want to talk about a scripture that came into my mind. And that scripture was from the thief on the cross. You know, he said in Luke 23, 42 through 47, he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, you don't see any time being wasted there. It said, Jesus said unto him, verily or truly, I say unto thee, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. And it was about the sixth hour and there was a darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. And you know, when I, I kept hearing that part first. Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. And I kept hearing that all day long. And then toward the end of the evening, all I heard was today thou shalt be with me. And I know that there is a future appointment that we all have on that day that we enter into heaven, whether by death or in the rapture. But as we are alive on this earth, we have this today. And I kept thinking about how the Holy Spirit was really emphasizing today, today. And I know I could take this in so many directions, but I want to go with the flow of the Spirit. And so before I go any further, I want to pray to the Lord. I want to ask Him to speak to you and to take this imperfect vessel as I keep myself bowed low before him because that's all I am. I just only want to be a vessel, a vessel of mercy prepared aforetime unto glory to pour into you and others that are vessels of mercy prepared aforetime unto glory. Father in heaven, I come before you and I bow before you. I give myself over unto you. Like the 
young men that went into the fire, when they came out of the fire and told Nebuchadnezzar, they said, we yielded our bodies. We yielded our bodies. And indeed, Lord, we have yielded our bodies because you yielded your body for us so that we can say, our life is not our own. Our soul and our body have been purchased with a, with a price by you going to the cross and you laying down your own life so that while we were yet dead in our trespasses and sins, Christ died for us. And Lord, I don't think we really can ever know the power of that day. And Lord, help me today. Speak through me. I yield spirit, soul, and body unto you. I ask you to send forth your word. Let it run swiftly. Lord, your own word can speak for yourself. You are the word. Let your voice be heard and not mine. Lord, I lay myself down. I lay everything down. And not just for this message today, but you know I always tell you I lay it down. Why should I take it up again? Lord, be magnified. Be glorified. Magnify yourself in this message. Thank you for taking a less than imperfect vessel. This little blade of grass, but amen. Amen. I read, Lord, in your word where you told Moses that in the early morning that the dew fell first upon the grass and then the manna fell upon the dew. Now, Lord, upon this little blade of grass, and upon all the other little blades of grass that are listening and will be listening, let your dew of heaven, your Holy Spirit, fall upon us. And let that bread of heaven, that sweet bread of heaven, Lord, come down upon me and come down upon the hearers. And Lord, minister to your hearers. Speak to those that think you're, they cannot know, they can't feel your presence. And that they are afraid of things that are coming tomorrow or the next day or the future. The impending things in the coming days. Lord, I now submit myself to you. And I will follow you. Stir up my heart and stir up the hearts and speak in a way that's so personal. They, Although they'll be hearing my voice by the power of your spirit, I pray you override my voice and that they will hear your voice. Praise the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I, I've been feeling so strongly, like I was saying to you. You know, I guess be about, you know, uh, that word I kept hearing. I think it's because I kept thinking about 
what is the future looking like? You know, in my humanity, I'm not making any apologies about it. I'm alive. I'm human. I have all these what ifs and especially, and so maybe some of you will understand and agree if you had a really terrible background of, of just nothing, you know, where it's been just survival and terror, though you're healed from it, though I'm healed from it, there's the memory of it. And so, um, you know, sometimes we don't always need the enemy to tell us, uh, Ooh, look what can happen. Ooh, look at this. We know anything can happen, but, uh, but sometimes the enemy, he will, he knows what we've been through. He knows what you've been through. He's was there. He was attacking you. He was lying to you. He was kicking you while you were down. He was kicking me while I was down, but I'm not down there anymore. And so now I can stand up because my master is able and was able back then to make me stand. And so yesterday I kept on thinking about that scripture because it kept coming to my mind. So obviously I'm taking the lead of the Holy Spirit. Like, okay, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. But then all of a sudden toward the end of the day, I heard today thou shalt be with me. Now I didn't take it that my life would be ended. I just knew that the Holy Spirit meant speaking, you know, that Jesus was speaking to me through the Spirit, his Holy Spirit that he is with me and so i i felt such this power come in this morning i didn't even plan to be here you have to understand i had a plan i'm going to rest today um, i'm going to get caught up on this i can get that done but no i felt him telling me this very thing First of all, it came with it. It came with such a strong bearing down in my spirit. This very thing that Jesus told me that, as I said, Lord, I, 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 I'm going to do a message on this. I didn't even know what I would say, and that's the best part. I don't want to coin anything before I talk to you. I don't want myself to hear coined messages. There's a million out there. I want the life-giving bread and force of the Holy Spirit. I want to hear from him. And even if I do listen to somebody, there are certain messages here and there that'll you know drop into my world. And they will be messages that I am hearing from the Lord or something I'll be reading. And right then I know he's speaking to me. And, you know, I was thinking about what my future would look like if, what would happen if, and though I know that I know that I know that Jesus Christ will be there, that he is with me today, and he'll be with me tomorrow, same as he is with you today and tomorrow. But what the Lord emphasized in me, and he wants to overemphasize to you, and I feel, I not just feel it, I know, because he bore witness with it in my own spirit, that he wants me to say to you, there are many of you out there who think I'm not with you. You read about me in the word. You read and hear me that I'm with you. I'll be with you always until the end of the world. But yet you go away because you really don't believe that I am with you. Now, understand when I was hearing him say that it was not a rebuke. It was the farthest thing from a rebuke. It was a love, like a drawing with cords of love because he told me to my, to me. Um, and I'll put it in these words I heard him saying within me. 
I want you to tell them I'm with them. They think I am really not with them. They know the words, but they don't believe it. They need to hear that I am with them. And then he started to speak to me about the thief on the cross, about this man. That even though this man was moments away from his death, maybe an hour later from his before his death, I don't know. But it was right after Jesus died sometime. But that man, two men were hanging on their crosses. And one, both of them were rebuking and cursing Jesus in their teeth to him. But then at some point, the Holy Spirit came upon that man, that thief, nailed to a cross, just like Jesus. And by the influence and the revelation of the Holy Spirit, his eyes were opened and he saw his Messiah. And that is when he said, Lord, he called him Lord. He said, Lord, remember me. In a sense, like, I don't even know what's happening. I know that you're going to a place called paradise. Clearly, he was Jewish because that's a Jewish teaching, a place called paradise. And that's all he could know. But he knew that he was a righteous man. He saw by the spirit that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. And that day is the Messiah. And I could just imagine that man's heart pounding in his chest. Looking at his very last chance, the last breath before he died. He didn't know who was going to die first. Death was imminent. Imminent. And yet he said by the spirit right before, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, verily I say unto thee, thou shalt be with me in paradise. And you know, it says, and it was about the sixth hour and there was a darkness all over the earth until the ninth hour. And you know, I thought about that. I said, I said to myself, Lord, is this not the sixth day, the sixth thousandth year? The end of the sixth day, the end of the church day in darkness, there's a darkness covering over all the earth. Is this not the sixth hour of man, Satan's darkness covering over the whole earth? And I thought, Lord, you said today, today thou shalt be with me. And he was with him in the death. They were dying together. And still Jesus was dying for the man that cursed him. But I want to focus on that man and another man. You know, I think of that thief on the cross. You know, I think of Judas. You know, Jesus told him it would be good for you had you never been born. I mean, could you imagine hearing those words? It would be good for you that you had never been born. I mean, Jesus was going to go the way he was going to go. It was written that he would go that way. But I see this man who was born during the same generation in the same area, perhaps, as Judas. And this man, the only man in human history and biblical history and for all eternity, this one man 
he he changed everything and and there is so much to see for our eyes to be open and to see that this man this only man this one man this one man made it possible for us to see a little deeper into our savior and lord you see jesus knows that you're suffering jesus knows he is with you you may feel like he is not with you you may be disagreeing and say no i know he's with me look god knows you don't have to build up some froth to to build up yourself so that you can have a feeling that he's with you he doesn't work that way you don't have to do anything and even the slightest bit of i know he's with me that the lord jesus says today i'm with you and he was with him that day on that cross and later on they were together and are together he is with them christ with him and him with christ forever and ever and that's like i saw jesus saying listen when the worst comes i am with you i'm not separate from you i'm in it with you there's some of you out there that don't believe he is in it with you but he is in it with you he's in it with you right now even as i speak let the lord let the holy spirit minister that to you open your hearts to him let him come in today thou shalt be with me today he is with you you know i think about another scripture that says in deuteronomy 33 24 and 25 it's a little verse jacob was blessing his sons and he says let asher be blessed with children let him be acceptable to his brethren and let him dip his foot in oil thy shoes shall be iron and brass and as thy days so shall thy strength be you know we can be tormented by fear of failing before the end of the journey you know i, I want you to listen to the testimony of george tankerville from fox's book of martyrs that i've been reading a story over and over again in fact I read it yesterday and I couldn't get George Tankerville out of my mind. And I read it and I reread it and then I read it again, but I read portions of it and I kept looking at what was being said. And so I'm going to read about George Tankerville. And I want you to hear about him. Now, I'm not going to read the whole story. It's a long story. Of course, you can always go read about George Tankerville in Fox's Book of Martyrs. But I want you to hear something because you see, so many of us, we, we're trying to build up and build up and build up spiritually or physically even against what we see because we see this earth going away. We see it, we see it cascading into the pit of hell and it's not coming back. And we are all going to be affected by it. So I was thinking, and I knew this was from the Lord because he wants us to know that it's so important. It's so important to him 
that you know. I could feel his heart. I know I have his heart on this, that it's so important to him that you know he is with you. Don't just believe me. Believe him. I'm just the spokesperson. But I'm telling you, I know that's what he wants. He's very concerned. Maybe not the word is concerned. It's not that he's very concerned. He's very, what's the word? Um, he's just so tenderhearted. And he just cares about everybody so much. But that they feel that Jesus is just not there for them. I'm going to stop. Let's look at George Tankerville for a minute. George Tankerville of London. He was a cook. He was born in the city of York about the age of 27 or 28 years old. And he was in the King Ed, he was in King Edward's days and he was a devout Catholic young man. And he and he was during the days of Queen Mary. He was arrested in February 1555 and died on August the 26th. You know, let me just tell you the first part. Um, he just saw how bad during those days the Catholic Church was just brutally treating people. And, you know, definitely there was an inquisition. Um, this was during the age of Sardis. Um, and it was during the time of, you know, the Puritan era. But this George Tankerville, he went to God in prayer and he was upset. And he said, if this is not you, then please. And he begged him with tears and just a tearing like a robe. Like, if this isn't you, tell me the truth. Well, the Lord told him the truth. And he knew he had to get away from it. And so he quit going over to that Catholic church and wasn't doing confession, wasn't doing all those things. And word got to the church. And so they sent a man by the name of Beard. And so one day he went over to George's house. George was out in the field doing something. And I don't know what he was. I, I think he was where all the men, they were shooting game or something. And his wife was there and she saw this kind of really well-dressed man and she invited him in and she's setting bread before him and she's making, give, putting the best linen out for him. And then George comes in and George recognizes him and he knew why he had come. And he told, he had a couple of words with Beard and Beard left and his wife turned on George. George's wife turned on him and she picked up a brick and she hit him in the back. Not long after he was arrested and he was brought to an inn where he would stay the night because the next day he, um, no, and so I, I guess he was there for a period of time because he was arrested in February. So he was there to August, but the night before he was to die, he was so greatly afraid that he would flinch from martyrdom, martyrdom that to test himself, he had a fire kindled in the chamber where he was confined. And sitting on a form before it, he put off his shoes and hose and stretched out his foot to the flame. But when it touched his foot, he quickly withdrew his leg, showing how the flesh did persuade him one way and the spirit another.
And yet a few hours later, when he came to the green place near the west end of St. Albans Abbey, where the stake was set, he kneeled down. And when he was ended his prayer, and when he had ended his prayer, he arose with a joyful face. You know, before they put the fire to him, um, a certain knight went near and said softly to him, good brother, be strong in Christ. And he answered, oh, sir, I am so. You know, I, it was so powerful. Let me tell you what he said. Uh, okay, I'm sorry, but I'm reading this. I do want to mention the night before, it says after he was arrested and they took him to an end to await his fiery death. Um, there was a woman there and he asked her for some wine and bread and he partook of it in a very humble fashion. And then he bowed his knees before the Lord. He confessed to him just words and confessing and thankfulness to him. And when some of his friends wanted him to eat afterwards, he said he would not eat that which should do others good, that had more need and that had longer time to live than he. And so that's when I should have read that part first. So that's when we read that he so greatly feared that fire and that torment that he was, it was coming on. It was the next day. And we, I read to you already about how he prayed and he had the people build a fire and he stuck his foot in it and he drew it back. And he realized that, you know, it was showing how the flesh was stronger than the spirit and he was afraid. And he said, the flesh said, this is from George Tankerville. He said, he wrote, this is written of him. The flesh said, oh, thou fool, wilt thou burn and needest not? The spirit said, be not afraid, for this is nothing in respect of fire eternal. The flesh said, do not leave the company of thy friends and acquaintance, which love thee and will let thee lack nothing. The spirit said, the company of Jesus Christ and his glorious presence doth exceed all fleshly fiends. The flesh said, do not shorten thy time, <clears throat> excuse me, for thou mayest live. If thou wilt much longer, the spirit said, this life is nothing unto the life in heaven, which lasts forever. And George Tankerville all that time was kindly and lovingly entreated of his host. And considering that his time was short, his saying was that although the day was never so long, yet at the last, it ringeth to even song. About two o'clock. <clears throat> When the sheriffs were returned from dinner, they brought George Tankerfield out of his inn into the place where he should suffer, which is called Romeland, being a green place nigh unto the West End, which we read about. And we know that after he arose, he had a joyful faith. And yet he had hoped to have a joyful supper in heaven. While the wood was set about him, that's when that priest came and persuaded him to believe on the sacrament of the altar and that he should be saved. But George Tankerville cried out vehemently and said, I defy the whore of Babylon. 
I defy the horror of Babylon and on that abominable idol. Good people do not believe him. Good people do not believe him. And when the mayor of the town commanded to set fire to the heretic and said, if he had but one loaf of wood in the whole world, he would have given them to burn him. And that's when that man, there was a certain knight who took him by the hand and said, good brother, be strong in Christ. And that's when he spoke softly, George did, and said, oh, sir, I thank you. I am so. I thank God. Then fire was set unto him, and he desired the sheriff and all the people that they would pray for him. The most part did so. And so embracing the fire, he bathed himself in it and calling on the name of the Lord Jesus, he was quickly out of pain. After the martyrdom was ended and that he was fallen asleep in the Lord, there was some superstitious old woman who said that had to be of the devil because he felt nothing, because he felt no pain at all. As thy day is, so shall thy strength be. It's true. You know, we, you know, you might be saying, you know, Joni, you're, th that's an extreme story. But I say, but the whole Bible is an extreme story. Everything about it from the Garden of Eden all the way into Revelation 22 is an extreme. And you know why I believe God works in extreme so he can show you that he, there is no end of his power, that he is super abundant. You know, we are called to be more. He says, you are more than conquerors. That means we're super victors. That means because we have received the new life and whatever is coming in the future, the Lord says, as the day is, so shall thy strength be. And the same Jesus Christ, you know where it says in Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ, the same today, yesterday, and forever is the same God that was there that day with the thief on the cross in yesteryear's past. He's the same Jesus that was with George Tankerville when they were burning him at the stake and he felt nothing. And that same Jesus is with you today. And that is a reality. Embrace it. Embrace it. Because whatever is coming down the pike for us, as the day is, so shall thy strength be. God will be right there with you. You know, I love it when it says when Jesus, uh, somebody came to Jesus and said, get thee out. Herod wants to kill you. And he said, you go tell that fox. I do cures today and tomorrow I'll, I'll do the same. And on the third day, I cast out devils. You know, I'll tell you something. I believe he was talking about the work of his cross. I believe right now that the work of the cross is so potent and so powerful and that the blood of Jesus Christ, the mer by the merit of the blood of Jesus Christ, that he will protect you no matter what. Satan wants us all to be afraid, but we have not been given a spirit of fear. George Tankerville was afraid. He knew, he understood because he lived during the time 
of the Inquisition. He knew and just even sticking his foot in the flame. And think about how George Tankerville felt. He was the same as the thief on the cross. You think any of maybe it could have been where the thief on the cross family was standing around. Who knows? But he was alone on that cross. George Tankerville, he didn't, he was a young man, 27, 28 years old. We I don't read that he had any children. His wife threw a brick at his back. She hit him with a brick. He was in, incarcerated in some little inn. And the night before he died, knowing he would die, he knelt down in a scenario of this is it, I'm leaving the earth. But his love for him was so potent because when you read about George Tankerville, Tankerville you will read about a man that was truly born again. And yes, he was afraid. He was afraid of the torture of that fire. See, Satan wants us to be afraid of the torture of what are you going to do? That's what Satan does. You notice Satan puts it all on us. You notice how he whispers in your ear. Now, what are you going to do? Now, what are you going to do? Now, what are you going to do? He puts it all on us. So we start going, I don't know. I don't know. You know what? We cast off the unfruitful works of darkness back on the enemy. I love that story of George Tankerville. And have we not been like George Tankerville many times in our life? We've imagined what was coming. Perhaps we've also tested our constancy by some fire of our own kind of kindling and faith and courage have suddenly collapsed. That's happened to me. For grace to endure and to conquer is never given to in the moment of need. You notice that? And we could pray, Lord, I pray a week from now, maybe we have to face something in a week. Maybe we have to face something in a month. Maybe you do. Maybe you have been given a terminal illness. I pray God heal you. But if not, then rest assured that Jesus Christ is with you, the comforter in power and in much grace. George Tankerville embraced the fire and he felt nothing. He bathed himself in it. And all the people that stood around saw a man feel no pain. He felt nothing. That's what you can expect from Jesus Christ who is with you. And that very man hanging on the cross next to Jesus, I kind of get the feeling that he died the same way in peace. Jesus is your peace. So you remember from now on, Jesus Christ, he is with you and he wants you to know it. As thy days day is so shall thy strength be jesus christ the same today yesterday with george tankerville is the same today and evermore to you today he says to the thief you will be with me in paradise and if Jesus can tell that man in that day that he would be with him in eternity, that same Jesus literally was with him dying, dying with him both to live again together.
Jesus wants me to tell you, he wants you to know he's answering you. And there's some that are listening. He's speaking directly to today. And today, if you will hear his voice, he says that to you. Today, thou shalt be with me. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. <laughs>